stories, those things my mother said. She told me fairy tales before I went to bed. She spoke of happy endings, then tucked me in real tight. She turned my nightlight on in and kissed my face goodnight. My mind would fill with visions of what perfect paradise. <laughs> she told me everything. She she said he'd be so nice. He'd oh ride a horse horse <laughs> take me away one night. I'd be so happy with him. We'd rain clean out of sight. The story ends as stories do. Reality steps into you. Hey, I don't, I don't know what, the, what was that, sis? It was Anita. You didn't see us away. Well, the thing is about Anita Baker is you were enunciating. So. <laughs> Oh, you're right. I love my mama Anita Baker. Yeah, I love a lot more slurring. We're gonna need a lot more of words just flowing into one another. Because I'm of the belief that one can actually sing an entire Anita Baker song without closing their mouth. I have done yeah. this before. Let me give you a brief example. <clears throat> yeah. With close my she mouth has not closed her mouth once because you can see and everyone knew what i was you know what i'm saying we love you anita we speak your name we do you are a legion yes i do you are always allowed to bring the potato salad yes and i know i just feel like anita baby got a whole suitcase full of golden hot flat irons oh absolutely oh, marcel's Listen, Marcel's. and all of the, like, they, they probably, like, half broken. The handles is falling off. She's got the big, like, uh, uh, what is the thing called? The big iron thing. You stick them in. You make it real hot. The iron. That's right. That's what oh, it's okay. called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the clickety clacks. The black clacks. Martha, or the stove is what it's the called. Stove. Right, the stove. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Anita Baker. It's a, it's a perfect day for Anita Baker. It's overcast and cloudy. That's it. And I just, this fairy tale has just resonated with me just once a day. There's no home in this world. She was yawning. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's like a long yawner. All her, I just love you, <laughs> and I have listen. My favorite <laughs> catalog is. Ooh, you all right, sis? You want to drink some water or something? <laughs> my gosh, I have not even greeted the people. Praise the Lord, niggas. How y'all doing? 
Mm. Yes, this. I don't want you to oh, die. Over there. Yeah, I'm working on it. I don't, All, All right, I'm strong. I'm strong. What's up? <laughs> Man, you know. It's out. out we just it's just Monday night, you know what I'm saying? It's been raining mm. and storming mm. and you know it's time to go to bed, but we got to record this show, so we out here. You know what I'm saying? We do what we got to do when we popping. We like Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Bringing you black treats. <laughs> Cold. Just, yes, honey. We just work through the night so that y'all can have an episode. And we're happy to do it. So we thank sure. you for listening. We're very happy to be here. Welcome. Um, welcome. Welcome, one. Welcome. Welcome me. Welcome you. Welcome, welcome everyone. Welcome, welcome. welcome. <laughs> Welcome me, welcome you to episode 13 of Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. You know, I never know the numbers anymore. I'm just like, what? Wait. We're always on episode 12 now. Yeah, it's because you just <laughs> want to do 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. That's 11, what, that's why. 12. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um... So yeah, it's a it's another episode. We're happy to be back. Thank you guys for listening. Shout out to everyone who sent us emails and gave us such great feedback on last week's show. I had a good time reading your emails and your tweets. Thank you guys for listening and everything like that right there. Um, and we'll be back to do it again. In another week. Uh, before we get into the show, we um, we would be remiss if we did not... Send our condolences to the family of Charlena Lyles. Indeed. If you don't uh, know who Charlena Lyles is, um, right. she is a 30-year-old woman out of Seattle who was pregnant um, and called the police and had a knife in her hand. And when they showed up, they shot her. Mm. Um, she was a very petite woman. And there's never any excuse for you to just pull your gun out. Um her sister actually said, why couldn't they have tased her? Which is really, really heartbreaking. Um, you know, it's just not only like it's heartbreaking. It's like mind numbing as well, because you just like it seems like these kinds of things continue to happen over and over again, um, especially since, you know, my mom lives in Tennessee um, and I was speaking to my grandmother last week and she was telling me about two white gentlemen who uh Escaped from prison in Georgia and, um, you know, somehow, some way made it all the way to Murfreesboro, Tennessee, where they were um, uh, arrested. Um, they were it, I saw photos. I looked it up online. Um, it seems like they were um, arrested in a park. They were shirtless, covered in tattoos. Um, not saying that that is, uh, you know. In any way, in, in threatening or incriminating, but um, just to give you, uh, just to kind of you know paint the picture for you, two white men known for like they were known um, runaways from jail. Like the police knew who they were um, and identified them as such. These men were uh, captured. They were not tased. They were not shot. They were not, you know, they were basically taken in. You know, they, 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 the police did nothing to um, I can't think of the word that I'm looking for to uh, they were just arrested. Right? right. They saw these men in the park. They chased them and they were able to arrest them without harming them. Convicts. Um, convicts. 
That's I mean, they were convicts, but I was thinking like, how do that? How do the police like get you? Like when they when they see you? I don't right. know. My, it's after. It's almost midnight. My brain's not working. I watched but I'm a lot saying, of. I almost got away with it, so I kind of know how they how they do it. The police, the police did not harm them in capturing them. Is what I'm trying to say. And then right. you have a woman who suspected that her home was being burglarized. So yep. I'm sure that she armed herself to pr- protect herself and her children and called the police for help. And um, I saw um, an article on Twitter today that was reposted that said, you know, the police came to the door and um, actually promised her that they would not shoot her so that she would let them in um, and then proceeded to go in the house and shoot her. So... Um, I don't know. It just made me sick to my stomach. I'm praying for her family, her children, especially. It's just another senseless life uh, lost, another black woman. Um, And I mean, I was talking about it earlier today on Twitter, how it's just like really, really disheartening and sad to be a black woman in this world and to just see these kinds of things and think like, you know, you know, question like your value, your worth, you know. Like, you know, are you Absolutely. worthy of being protected? Um, and you do what you've been instructed to do when you think that there is something going wrong. Like she called the police and armed herself to protect herself and her children. Right. Um, what any person would do. What any any one of us would have done. So, I mean, just I just I don't know what 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 much else there is to say in response to these kinds of things that can seem to be happening on a very consistent basis in this country. Oh, because it's it's just a constant between this and then the you know there was there was um no uh there was no conviction for the officer who shot Philando Castile. Right. Um you know it's just it's just evidence and like you said it's mind numbing at this point it's just evidence constantly of how the system is not set up for black people and how the system does not care about black people and you know the white people who are out there saying that all we do is focus on racism and focus on the negative of what's happening. Like you all are willfully ignorant and you're just as bad as the people who are calling us niggers in our faces because there's constant evidence every single day that black people don't matter in this country. And it's disgusting at this point. And I don't really have, I really don't have anything else to say about it. It's just, it's just heartbreaking and it's infuriating and it's numbing at this point. Totally. So we just wanted to, um, uh, just say her name, Charlene Lyles and, um, say that we will continue to honor her memory and much prayers, um, to her family. Um, also want to, I mean, I know that there are other examples (laughs) of, of these kinds of heinous acts happening in, in the world right now. But, you know, another one that was brought to my attention today was the, um, uh, murder of 17 year old Nabra Hassanin of Reston, Virginia, who was leaving IHOP with a group of her friends, um, and headed back to the mosque, um, you know, during Ramadan to, um, you know, participate in, in the fast, um, and they were approached by a person um, and chased. And Nabra was, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I guess it's not clear as to t- entirely what happened to her. But 
the other four of her friends made it back to the mosque and she was left behind. And shortly thereafter, her remains were found um, in a nearby pond. Um, So sad, so tragic. Um, This young Muslim woman, um, you know, completely her life ended in such a hateful and tragic way. So I absolutely wanted to, you know, like Charlena extend like to the family of Charlena, extend my condolences, my prayers, my thoughts to um, Nabra's family, yes. Nabra's friends, um, anyone affected and impacted by this heinous hate crime. And although the police are not investigating it as a hate crime, um, <laughs> I just can't help but call a thing a thing. I just right. like, um, what Virginia so, police are not labeling this as a crime? Are you saying exactly? So, um, sure. I just absolutely would uh, wanted to acknowledge the lives of these two very important women and say that you know Jade and I, we just wanted to speak their names and say that we are standing um, with their families um, in in their honor. <clears throat> and that's really all we can do is stand with the families. Um, at we can't, you know, we, there's no faith in the system at this point, but we have to support each other. Um, and so those families are going through it right now. So we definitely offer our deepest condolences, our prayers, and our thoughts. My sister's popping right now, like... Graduation announcements. Hey, my sister's up popping right now. Shout out to Hennessy. That's right. My sister, sister. <laughs> um, we don't have that many to get through. Once again, graduation season is starting to wrap up. And remember, we will be reading announcements through the end of June. So make sure you get your shout outs in. And then we're going to go back to our regular shout out to my sis, where we're shouting out various businesses, um, independent black owned businesses. So. And people that are just doing popping things. Yeah. People who are doing popping things in general. But as we are still in graduation season, let's go ahead and get into it. Sissy, you want to read the first one? Sure thing. Our first email reads, hey, Jade and Kia, I absolutely love y'all show. Thanks, sis. I wanted to shout myself out this week. Last week, I passed my analytical chemistry comprehensive exam on my third attempt. I had to send this in because while I was studying for my comp, I heard Kia tell her story about her comp. While I'm crawling towards candidacy, I had to celebrate this mini milestone. Thank you, guys. Shade, I, I, oh, sorry, girl. Shade, I told you, B. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Shade, I told you, B. Sorry, sis. Um, but many congratulations on your comp exams. I'm very, very proud of you. And listen, any step towards candidacy is a step in the right direction. So don't judge the step no matter what size it is. This is a big one, though. That's um, right. So, yeah, man, do what you got to do. The next step is a proposal, right? Mm-hmm. Do that. <laughs> yes, my sister's popping. Mm-hmm. Our next one comes from Edwin Guerra. Dear Jade, Queen Ooh, of p- putting people in their place. Guerra. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Jade, Queen of putting people in their place and my inner ghetto spirit animal. And <laughs> Kia, the Queen of petty brains and beauty. Well, I want to give a shout out to myself, my best friend, and every 2017 college graduate. We've worked our asses off to get degrees. I have attached a picture of myself graduating in my lovely formation cap. Do it. (laughs) It's lit. I have graduated with a bachelor's in mathematics and ready to bless my future students as a high school math teacher. 
Awesome. I love hearing your podcast every Tuesday and hearing you hollering and being yourselves. <laughs> I already recommended your podcast to my friends. It's refreshing to hear you guys offer advice to listeners in their 20s. I'm learning to be okay with not knowing everything and making mistakes that is a part of learning and growing. You make me feel great and help me become non-apologetic for being my bougie, petty, funny, and crazy self. You guys are the best. Love y'all. Sincerely, Edwin. Thank you, Edwin. And congratulations. And let me tell you all about this cat. First, Edwin has Beyonce on his graduation cap. Like, prominently featured. Like, (laughs) come on, ladies. (laughs) Let's get in formation, okay? Shout out to you, Edwin. And thank you for the plug. Thank you for shouting us out. You guys' constant support always means the world to us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Edwin. The next email says, hey, Jade and Kia, first let me say y'all are everything. Oh, thanks. I'm so glad uh, you two decided to share your black girl magic with us. The openness and candor with which the two of you share your ripeness is all inspiring. (laughs) You two. We're bananas. Exactly. (laughs) You two touch a special place in my heart every week and are my good friends in my head. I want to give a shout out to my sisters, both. Uh, my blessed sister Kayla, who graduated with her undergraduate degree in communications and marketing with a certificate in public relations, as well as my chosen sister, Jalisa, or Lisa, Lisa for sure. Uh, she has struggled to achieve her goal of becoming an LPN uh, with working full time and a two year old son, all while dealing with losing her sister to leukemia. Mm. I'm so proud of both of them. Although it was hard, they both made it through. They make uh, my little nigga heart proud. P.S. I have included pictures of both, including a picture of my sister Kayla and her brother Ryan. He is trash no more. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness, Ashley. Thank you so much for the email and major, major shout outs to both Kayla and Jaleesa. Uh, Jaleesa, you did that. Kayla, you did that. Jaleesa, especially, though, because overcoming um, a loss, especially of a sibling, I can definitely relate to that. So I really just want to send my congratulations, heartfelt congratulations. And condolences. Absolutely. Absolutely. And shout out to all the three non-trash Ryans out there in the world. Yes, all three of you. (laughs) Our next one says, first of all, I love the show. After seven years of being out of undergrad, I decided to go back and get my MBA in human resource management after long days and nights working full time and taking classes. I had no life. I finally went back and finished in December 2016. I will be walking across the stage June 24th, 2017 in Detroit, Michigan. Glad it's over, but still praying that God will bless me with a better job opportunity. Hashtag team type and fast. Hashtag no wrinkled regalia. Alicia T. Settles. Congratulations, Alicia. Alicia. I don't know. Hopefully we're saying it right, sis. But congratulations, that MBA Human Resources Management. That's no bull swanky. And going back to school. After seven years. That's what's up. Also, no bull swanky. Right? No bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, first cousins, Jade and Kia. Well, hey, (laughs) my name is Angelica Augusto. Augusto? Augusto. Mm -hmm. From Burlington, North Carolina. I want to thank you for being my adopted first cousins. Yes, we family. LOL. Okay, girl. We get it. Um, (laughs) I would like to shout out my little cousin, Jaquil Wright, he is a 2017 graduate of Howard University, majoring in sports medicine. He is off to Rutgers University to obtain his master's. He has also landed a job just three weeks after graduating. I am so proud of him and the man that he is becoming. I pray that God continues to bless him. I have also attached pictures of my handsome cousin. 
Shout out to you, Jaquil. All right, Jaquil. Oh, sorry. There's another. And last but certainly not least, I would like to shout out my middle niece, Samaya McFarlane. Samaya is a 2017 eighth grade graduate. She hey. loves basketball and wants to play in the WNBA. Yes. I am so proud of her and her goals. She is working hard and striving to obtain a full ride at her dream school, North Carolina A&T. I pray that God continues to bless her and continue to guide her in the right direction. Here's a picture of my lovely niece. Thank you again for this lovely po- podcast and may God continue to bless you more and more. Oh, Samaya, you're cute. You. She is a cutie. Congratulations to, uh, uh, what's his name? Jaquil, Jaquil. and um, Samaya. Shout out to y'all. This is awesome. And thanks for writing in, um, Angelica. Angelica. We appreciate you. Angelica Pickles. <laughs> Praise the Lord, niggas. Hi, J and K. L-M-N-O-P. I love the show and thank you for all your life, laughter, and love. It's a little late or whatever, but I want to give a shout out to all the 2017 graduates and all of the graduates ever from Albany State University. You all are amazing and this alumna is proud of you. Never forget the words of Gwinnetta L. Trice. Oh, boy. If it's strong enough, we built it. If it's tough enough, we created it. If it's an institution of higher learning built on a legacy to succeed, it's none other than the unsinkable <laughs> Albany State University, home of the mighty Golden Rams. <laughs> That's a really long quote. Thank you for everything the two of you do. Love you ladies so much. Chanel. Thank you for writing in Chanel and putting us on to uh, Auntie Gwinnetta. You better shout out this entire school. Right? <laughs> That's She's like, up. not one person. Everybody. <laughs> let's be clear. Ain't nobody mad. No, Ain't not nobody at all. mad. Thanks for writing. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, sister cousins, Jade and Kia. First off, thank you for answering the call <laughs> and, put, <laughs> and putting together this podcast. <laughs> you are so stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jade is childish. I'm sorry. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. Okay, I have to focus. (laughs) I get my life every week through each segment and always end up crying at some point. Don't cry, girl. Please. I even have to hit the yes with the stank face at many of the valid nuggets of wisdom shared. My name is Kedra, and I want Mm -hmm. to shout out my queen booze, Sharika, Riri, and Almatrice (laughs) Alley. Um, We check in with each other constantly, speak positively toward each other almost daily, and link up every chance we get. I love it. I'm the oldest of the group and the only 30-something, but I glean something new from each time we speak. We are all at different places in our lives. I find peace knowing that I can shoot a text or get on Marco Polo and be uplifted by one or both of them. When I unexpectedly got laid off from my job of five years um, on December 1st last year, they dropped everything that weekend and drove over an hour to spend the the weekend with me and my son. We stayed up and ate pizza and drank wine and watched all the house parties before <laughs> passing out, like the seasoned women we are at 11 p.m. These ladies mean the world to me, and I love them as if they were my actual sisters. Thank you so much, Riri and Allie, for welcoming me into your family bond. Your new sister cousin, Kedra. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for sending that shout out, Kedra. That was so cute. Super cute. House parties. I love it. I love it as well. <laughs> Praise the Lord, niggas. My name is Austin from Cleveland, Ohio. Just have to say, Jade and Kia, you two feel like my favorite big cousins that I can't wait to cut up with at every family function. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I do, actually. I know I'm late, but hopefully you guys are still doing announcements. I just want to give a graduation shout out to my cousin, Raina, who just graduated from... 
Chaminade. Chaminade. Chaminade Madonna College Prep School in Fort Lauderdale. She's a member of NHS, a member of the Florida Girls Choir, and graduated with honors and is going to Hampton University this fall and is already in their honors program. Of course, before she goes, I'm going to warn her of men named Ryan. I was friends with Ryan, and it's all true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and look out for anyone who might try to waste her time. I was 11 years old when she was born, and she is more than a cousin to me. She's the best little sister that anyone could ask for. Love you much, Austin, and love, love, love you too for this podcast. You guys are everything. You're everything for these posed photos. Show us. Wait a minute. Who is this? Oh, this is your home group. Oh, okay. Got it. Sorry. Austin, thank you for writing in. Austin and Raina. (laughs) Thank you, Austin, and thank you for sending us pictures of Raina. She's super cute. Adorable in her cap and gown. Right? Congratulations, Raina. Indeed. Don't mind me. I'm just all lazy, yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean, I don't know. The show, do people think the show is just for 20-somethings? I don't think that that, I don't think it's no. for 20-somethings. I think, I don't know. I could. No, not at all. We're just, we're just, I'm just old. I won't speak for Jade. <laughs> and I'm I don't want here. it to be like, a, uh, we're always giving advice either because you guys teach me stuff too. I don't oh, know everything. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no. any new. Hey, Sister Jade and Sister Kia. I'm Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Mm-hmm. I would like to shout myself out this week. I received a bachelor's in psychology back in December of 2016 with a 3.77 GPA while battling lupus. Oh. After six long months of job searching, I finally got a job with benefits. I will be oh. working as a foster care manager for the state of Michigan. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous about this job because I don't want to fail these kids. So please pray for me and send me some good vibes. Thanks, Ashley. Thank you, Ashley. Congratulations to you on not only getting your degree, but landing this job, especially while handling. I mean, we're dealing with something like lupus, which is like, yes, you know, no bull swanking. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, So but you're doing it and I'm proud of you. So congratulations. Congratulations to you. Absolutely. And you're going to do all right. You're not going to send these kids. No, we're going to put some good juju out there for you. (laughs) All right. Good day, Jaden Kia. Good day. Good day. I live. (laughs) It would be my honor. Oh, my Lord. Why are you my? Because it's so formal. I feel like I'm being invited to like a nighting. It would be... (laughs) It would be my honor to nominate the following three inductees into the National Honor Society of Team Type and Fast with all the rights and privileges bestowed. Mm-hmm. My little sister Nadine Copper graduated from Shippensburg University with her bachelor's degree of arts concentrated in history. Mm-hmm. My little sister Kelsey Chambers graduated with her bachelor's degree of applied science with a concentration in occupational therapy. And lastly, little cousin Kiana Green graduated from Lincoln University with her bachelor's degree of science in nursing. All three are the wrinkleless, robed, honor cord bearing, and press and curl bundle or hijab slaying meaning of black girl magic and should be observed as such. Indeed. Please accept this nomination in its highest regard. With <laughs> you are ruining this. Read it. <laughs> with re- oh my gosh. With reassurance of its integrity and good faith that these women will push the culture forward, stay black, and protect their magic. Shout out Warm- to you, Tay. Warmest regards, Cheryl West. Cheryl, you did that, sis. You sure did. And I offer motion that we accept these three women into the uh, National Honor Society of Team Typing Fast with all rights and privileges bestowed. Uh, are you ready for the question? <laughs> I second it. All in favor? Death. All right. Death. Anyway. 
Hey, okay. So Noah dabbed on me. Did I tell you that? No. I was getting her dressed and I was like, <laughs> can you just stop wiggling for just a second? I'm trying to put your pajamas on you. And she's wiggling and she's wiggling. She's moving on her bed and I'm trying to like put her coconut oil on her, put her pajamas on her. And I said, Noah, chill out for a second. This little girl dabbed on me. <laughs> so That's I your child. I said, did you just dab on me? She was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your child. Yours. It is. It is. Mine and mine alone. Except for that face. Girl. Well, that is it for the graduation announcements and the shout out to my sis Ambrose. Indeed. Congratulations um, to all of the graduates. And everyone who just shouted out people that they love. Because we, we love that as well. Thank you guys for listening and thank you guys for submitting. As Jade said, um, we'll be reading graduation announcements through the month of June. Um, and then on July 1st, we'll be back to shouting out our poppin' sisters and brothers for owning fabulous businesses and just being their fantastical selves. Um, so if you have nominations for shout out to my sis going forward, you know how to reach us at gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. And we look forward to reading all of the wonderful things that you guys are doing. Word. So with that being said, we going to go ahead and get into this episode. Gather your snacks. And your water and let us. What are we eating this week? Mm. Mm. I had oxtail pizza. You did from where? Mm-hmm. From this place on Flatbush called Zurily. They would serve oxtail pizza in Flatbush. They also have a jerk chicken pizza with corn on it. It's mm-hmm. delicious. Mm-hmm. But the oxtail pizza, my nigga, it's so good. That sounds delightful. Zurily is very delicious. Shout out Check to it out. Shout out to Zurily. In Brooklyn. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm just eating some raspberries. <laughs> oh, I love raspberries. These are the golden ones, so they're like yellow, but they're a little creepy to look at, but they taste amazing. Um, so yeah, this week, ladies, gents, guys and dolls, uh, we've getting, we've gotten lots of emails about friendships, whether it be like starting new friendships or maintaining old ones finding closure when friendships resolve so we thought it would be cool to just have an episode where we focused on friends we can talk about friends we don't really have a script um or a solid outline it's not like we'd follow it if even if we did so i just thought we would start by asking each other questions so i came up with like three questions about friends and friendships and jade came up with some questions about friends and friendships and we're just going to um ask each other questions and see whether the conversation, how the conversation flows from there. Um, So I'm going to go first. Sis. Sure. What do you value about friendships and why are friends important to you? What do I value about friendships and why are friends important to me? Um, I, at this point, value my quality friendships. I only, you know what? I only keep quality friendships at this point. People who I sincerely am invested in, who I love like family, people I would trust in my home if I wasn't there. Because I feel like that's really important. If you can trust a nigga in your house when you're not there, they all right. True. Um, what was the second part of that question? <laughs> Why are friends important to you? Friends are important to me because a lot of times um, people, some people are super, super close with their family. And then other times there are people who are not close with their family members. 
And it's not even just that. I think that having that well-rounded group of people who are willing to be honest with you, um, who are willing to support you, you're willing to support them, is, is just healthy in life. It provides another level of happiness. Um, and it balances you out to have different perspectives and to have different energies around you that help to, up, you know, to motivate you and build you up. So that's why I think friendships are important. Oh, well, that is precious. What about you? Um, I think that I have learned a lot about myself through my friendships. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really value that. Um, so yeah, I think that's why friends and friendships are important to me. I learn a lot about myself and I learn a lot about others. Um, and what my strengths and weaknesses are, um, as it relates to cultivating and maintaining meaningful friendships. Um, so I think that friends and friendships are like, you know, um, good ways to kind of track and monitor your progress on like, you know, maintaining a positive sense of self and like a healthy self image. I think that um, friends and friendships and different experiences that we have through the relationships that we have are really like opportunities where life gets to put some of the things uh, about us and the things that we aspire to be like, it puts it all like to the test. Like it's when the rubber meets the road. So that's why I think it's really cool. Um, I've learned a lot about through my friendships. That's why, you know, I'm really particular about, uh, you know, the friendships that, you know, I know that there are different, different kinds of friendships and mm -hmm. different <laughs> kinds of associations, I should say, because, you know, everybody that you associate with and hang out with, doesn't necessarily get the friend uh, doesn't fall into the friend category. And that's a lesson that I had to learn, um, you know, the hard way, but uh, I have the people who I ride for the people who I believe ride for me, you know, those, those people were identified through the test of like real life things. <laughs> and yeah. there are sometimes, you know, in life where you're friends and associated with people out of convenience or proximity or, you know, shared common experience at that time. And it's not like you're using one another, but it's just a matter of like, you guys were there to support each other through that particular time or phase in your life. But once that phase is complete, then, you know, the dynamic changes doesn't mean that there's any love loss or that you don't like that person anymore, but it's just like the nature of your relationship has changed. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. And, and those are things that you learn just by being a person and growing and living and challenge and, and um, evolving through those kinds of experiences. So I think that having friends and friendships kind of teach us stuff and it kind of keeps us on our toes and in check in terms of how we are progressing through life. Absolutely. And I think even those friendships, like the ones that may phase out or um, even ones that may end badly are still just as important as the ones that you carry because they teach you those lessons. They teach you how you can be a better friend. They teach you how, um, you know, what you will and will not tolerate in a friendship. Like, I think even those ne negative experiences are ones that you can learn from. Certainly. It's negative on like negative, not like bad 
but like bad things that were your fault and bad things that weren't your fault too. Cause I think mm-hmm. one of the things that I have been guilty of is just kind of like blaming everybody else for the, the demise or the, you know, when friendships dissolved, it was because of them. It was all them. But then I was able to take, take a step back and say, you know, there was things that I probably could have done differently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the opportunity for me to kind of check myself and, you know, life, you go through phases and things just change. Um, and it doesn't have to always be like a ugly kind of thing. So, yeah, that was my question. What's your question for me? Do you find that most of the friends that you have now are friends that you've made in your adulthood or friends that you've had since childhood? Or is it kind of a mix of both? Hmm. I think it's a mixture of both. A good, a healthy mixture of both. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... Um, yes, I have friends who I've had for years and years and years and the dynamics of those relationships have changed just like we have changed. So like, of Mm -hmm. course, you know, people who I was, who I was super tight with in high school and I would see them and talk to them all the time. You know, we all live in different states now. Everyone's working and people have families and husbands and children and, businesses and uh, doing different things. Um, So we don't necessarily get the opportunity to talk as frequently as possible. Um, But when I do speak to those close friends that I do have from previous phases of life, when we do talk, it's just like we never stop talking. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I have friends who I have become close with later on in life who support me in ways that the people who I grew up with can't support me because they, you know, because I'm not the same kid, you know what I'm saying? Like, or like, not even, maybe that's not the right way to put it, but like, you know, my perspective has changed and like, as you evolve and grow and, and come to see and, and be yourself in different spaces, everybody's not going to catch, catch the wave. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There are going to be people who drop off people who don't get it. And you may fall in and out of stuff with people. Um, And oftentimes I have found in those cases when certain relationships have kind of fizzled out, I've, you know, been presented with other opportunities to cultivate new relationships and different relationships to teach me different things, the things that I need to learn in that phase. You know what I'm saying? So like Mm -hmm. I became friends with you and we've been through things, um, and I've been able to learn things through my relationship with you that I probably wouldn't have been able to handle if I was 22 or, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, I would have been in a different space. My priorities would have been different. I probably still would have been running up and down the West side highway chasing these niggas. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know what I'm saying? Life brings you Not to different, watch. <laughs> life brings you through different things and you see life differently. So like, as you, as your perspective changes, your, your, um, relationships and the people around you, that kind of feed where you are in life are going to change. So I say it's a healthy mix of the two. The people I have, you know, people like Leslie and Latoya and Pamela, like, like they're going to be like, really girl? Like, like these are people, Tiffany, like Janine, people who I grew up with, like from the house, like, you know, like the squad. Uh, those are the people who, you know, when it all comes down to it, I know I can call them. Um, and now, you know, 
I have people like Keisha and Nakia and you and Crystal and you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, and Ginger and Linnell and like, so everyone, like, you know, all the people, Jasmine, Laverne, all of them, you know, all the, you know, all the people in my life right now. And I don't want to name names because people are going to be like, you ain't even call me. Like, but, um, <laughs> you know, but you learn different things, you know what I'm saying? Like, and people who have supported me in ways, you know, and I think this is weird. I'm talking a whole lot, but I've been able to cultivate real relationships, real friendships with people who I met online. And I probably would have not have, like, I probably would have laughed. If you would have told me like 15, 20 years ago that some of my best friends would be people that I met online, I would be like, girl, get your life together. Like, that's crazy <laughs> talking. But for real, like people like Dubs and, uh, you know, the Nikki's, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, these people like, like, like Naldo and Bobby, like these are people who, you know, when it came down to it, you know, when I really needed, you know what I'm saying? Like, even when my brother passed, my friends, you guys who had never met my brother showed up for me, you know what I'm saying? So I don't take that kind of stuff lightly. Um, so that's a really long answer. But the answer to the question is, it's a healthy mixture of the two. Okay. <laughs> so you answer your own question now go um i think mine is also a mixture of the two i because i guess because of like our living situation like we moved a lot so uh i have a couple of friends that i've had like since childhood who like my parents are friends with their friends but we still have our own friendship so i have like my friend michelle who i've known since i was six years old and even though we haven't lived in the same place for a really long time we are she came up for my wedding, like, you know, I love her and we'll plan what we, you know, we're trying to plan some family vacations and things like that. I have my friend Yolanda, my friend Janelle, who I've been friends with since I was 15. So they see me through a whole lot of bullshit and some really ugly clothes. Um, <laughs> Girl, ain't that it? White eyeliner <laughs> And name belts and Jesus help us today. Like so many. Yolanda used to braid my hair and I was her test dummy. So she would do every style that Alicia Keys had on my head. So yeah. It was and I also had a very tomboyish style, so it was yeah, it was quite similar. What a time to Um, be alive. Right. I was gonna try to I was gonna try to spell that out, but I can't. (laughs) Um (laughs) and then I have a lot of friends who I've met as an adult who are some of my closest girlfriends now. Um because you know, I, I love to support them and they support me and I'm able to be open with them and talk with them, you know, about different things that I'm feeling and just be honest. And, you know, people like yourself, like you talk about how, you know, you don't take it lightly that we came for you, but we, I, you know what I'm saying? I love you. So I'm going to do whatever it is to support my sister Mm -hmm. in that time. And I feel like these people are my, you know, my chosen, my chosen family. So I think mine is probably a healthy mix of the two. I I definitely have friends that I've been friends with since stupidity. And then I've got friends that I have made as an adult who are just as important to me. But like you said, they, everybody serves a different purpose. You don't have the same relationship with everybody. Like I, most of my friends who I did grow up with, we don't talk all the time, but when we do, like you said, it's nothing like it's just like we talked yesterday. We're able to just catch up and go over everything. And it's like no love lost. Nothing was ever lost. We're able to find the beat, like the one and the three. So is it two and four? Yes, girl. It's the two and the four. I was going, I was going, I was sitting over here like, white people clap on the one and the three. It's the two and the four. It's also, it's also midnight. 
It is late in the midnight hour. Cut me some slack. I will. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that's my, that's my answer to my question. I also have a healthy mix of the two because I feel like it's important. I feel like it's important to have people around you who have seen you, um, in different stages of your life. Uh, and you all are able to talk about it and laugh about it, but who can also check you. And then I think it's also important to have people, you know what I'm saying? Who you meet when you're at a different place in your life, when you know that you can be a healthy friend. And that's how you cultivate some of those lasting relationships later on. What's your next question? My next question is, what are examples of challenges or frustrations that you've dealt with within your friendships? Hmm. 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 Um, I think if I can think offhand, probably one of the biggest frustrations I've dealt with in a friendship uh, was, you know, okay. So you like, you know how you have your friends and then, you know, when you say something that might like rub them the wrong way, you know, like, you know, even if nobody says anything, like you just kind of automatically, I'm like, damn, like I, maybe I shouldn't have said that that way or whatever the case in this particular friendship, it was nothing like that. This girl and I were really, really close. We spoke literally on a daily basis all day we chatted on instant messenger we talked on the phone i w- i went to go visit her i stayed with her <clears throat> we had plans of her coming to visit like we were really really close and then one day she just stopped speaking to me ghost i mean literally ghosted me and when i tell you it wasn't like a build up it wasn't like a one of those situations where i can reflect back and be like well maybe when i said this like this or maybe when we had this conversation it kind of like it was literally, I literally could not think of anything under the sun. And it showed me that if somebody has the ability to do that and there is no falling out or there is no anything, yeah. like there's literally nothing that that person probably wasn't your friend to begin with. I've also come to realize that this person is slightly crazy. But um, I say all that to say that, you know, it, it, it that was probably one of the more frustrating moments because it's like you really sit here and you racking your brain because the thing about friendship too is that you got to check yourself as well to make sure that you're being the kind of friend that you want to have mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying if you you can't be out here being a shitty ass friend and you're expecting people to be like these five-star quality people for you right that's just not how it works you're going to attract what you put out so I think when it comes to a situation like that, where you're putting out quality friendship and a person can just ghost you like that, it's like, I've come to peace with the fact, I'm like, well, this person wasn't my friend. My feelings are not hurt. Like, I'm good. But it's confusing. And confusion can get frustrating when you literally can't come up with an answer. Yeah. I mean, it's just like whack. It's like, it's whack. I mean, and you know, you think, you think, like, you know, in the long run and ultimately like the person did you a favor because, you know, like you said, they're showing you who they are. Right. Um, but it is frustrating to just not have a reason why. Right. Um, and to not be able to uh, like, yeah, and to not be able to kind of speak up for yourself or speak like benefit of the doubt. is like important to me. Like, you know, give me the benefit of the doubt. At least if you have a problem with me, bring it to me so that I could at least address it or, Mm -hmm. you know, don't just, you know. And if we got to dead the friendship after that, we just got to dead the friendship after that. Like I'm cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, don't, don't, um, 
I always say, I've said this before, but don't reach a conclusion about a relationship by yourself because it's, mm-hmm. it's a relationship between two people. So, right. you know, you need to at least involve, uh, unless it's a, pro, uh, unless it's a situation of like abuse or someone is complete, like cross the line of no return. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there are reasons where there it's just a hard stop, but you know, most of the time and under uh, under most circumstances, like you, you should at least, I think everybody's entitled to at least say, all right, I reached a point where this just isn't working for me no more. And I'm out. Like, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. yeah, that sucks. What's your next one? My next question. Did you no, I think you asked me a question. Oh, did I? No. Cause I asked you, you, that was your challenge of frustration. Now you asked me a question. Oh, Girl, do you have any friendships <laughs> currently or in the past mm-hmm. that you have had to? Oh, I guess maybe in the past. Then, <laughs> <laughs> do you have any friendships from the past that you've had to dead because they were draining friendships and they did not, um, they did not benefit your life in any kind of way? Yes. <laughs> Tell me about it. The answer is yes. <laughs> um, I, I'm not saying that. Be, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm, I thought I was saying like, yes, and that was just going to be my answer. But I guess you need me to expound. Um, <laughs> Only if you want to. You don't have to. Um, I have definitely have instances where, you know, you just outgrow a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need to make... So like, you know, that age old adage where people saying like, you know, you can when you expect when you do the same thing and expect the same result, it's like insanity or something like that. Mm-hmm. I have been in friendships and in relationships where we just keep hitting our head up against the same wall. Like, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's been like at some point the trust is broken or at some point there was some sort of falling out. And for the sake of a group of friends, we patch things up but we never really got to you know what I'm saying like there was never any real reconciliation any real forgiveness um, mm-hmm. because it seems like every time anything happened it was just like oh and then you throw you throw the same situation like you keep talking about and bringing up old stuff and bringing up old stuff and bringing up old stuff Ooh. and you never really get past it and I have definitely been in situations where it's just like alright well we have been around this mountain <laughs> To like long enough and it's clear that this relationship is beyond repair. So for the sanctity and and um dexterity of my edges, I'm going to <laughs> back away from this stress and anxiety. And Ooh. I wish you all the best in your life. Like all I I I, I think, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, I mean, and the same can be said in situations where someone has, I've been in a situation where, you know, I think when you have a friendship, you ought to be able to tell your friend, hey, girl, I ain't like it when you did A, B, C, D. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I'm saying? And it don't have to be like this whole basketball wife situation where y'all had this come to Jesus meeting at a restaurant. It can literally just be like, girl, when you had did that, it made me feel this way. And that's it. <laughs> right. Um, and I've been in those situations and had those conversations. And I feel like if I keep, if I've told you that your behavior makes me feel a kind, some kind of way and you do nothing to change it, then the onus is on me to modify my behavior to make sure that I don't feel some kind of way. Right. Um, so, you know, 
in which case I've taken taken that, you know, responsibility very seriously and say, all right, so if, if you're going to continue to to behave this way in this relationship, I'm going to back out of it. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> to answer your question, absolutely. I have definitely had to. Um, and it's not like I'm cutting you off. I hate you. I hate your life. Um, there are some times where, you know, you just kind of really fall back. <laughs> um, but then, you know, it's not like, you know, if I, if, if I see you, I'm going to like cross the street or something. Cause I don't have no, no beef with nobody, but Jesus, there are people that I don't care <laughs> for, but I can coexist, you know, with, with, right. with anybody. And it's not like, you know, you're not going, you know, run my mascara. Sis. So, um, <laughs> So, um, yeah, to your question, there have been instances where you've had to, I've had to take a step back. And a lot of times when people have those things, we get, we've gotten a question like this where it's like, you know, I feel myself growing out of this relationship, but you know, I've been friends with this person for so long and I feel like I've invested so much time. It's like, sis, time is one of those things that you can't get back. So, you know, why would you stay in a situation you know, and be stressed out and anxious and upset um, and be feeling some kind of way about your friendships. You know what I'm saying? When, right. you know, when you could just kind of cut your losses and just start over again. Um, That's really it. Yeah, because we're stuck with family. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us can't change the, the cousins, aunties, siblings mm-hmm. that we have, parents. You can't change any, you know what I'm saying? But friends, you got a little bit more flexibility there. Uh, So you do have some control over your space, your time. So I I just got, you can get to a point where it's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not giving any more energy to this constant bickering and fighting that we do. I'm I'm not giving no more energy to this. And I'm just going to let you have it. This have an enjoyable life. I wish you all the best. (laughs) Really, truly. Well, I guess to answer my own question. Mm -hmm. Do that, girl. I have had to cut a draining person off and I didn't cut them off initially because they were draining. I cut them off because I thought they were being foul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, And again, it was one of those things, like you said, where it wasn't like a, I'm getting ready to cross the street. If I see you, I'm not going to speak to you. I wish ill will on you. It's nothing like that. It was just one of those things where it's like, you know what? I choose to not engage with you as frequently as I once did. And the person felt a way about it, hit me up and we had a conversation and I kind of, you know, I said what I said. I said my piece. And then we agreed that we were just going to move forward and everything was going to be fine. And, you know, the the relationship may not be the way that it once was because I, I told them I was like, you know, this relationship just isn't what it used to be. And it's not anybody's fault. It's just life. You know what I'm saying? It happens right. and it's OK. Like, I wish the best for you. I still love you. And so we had this conversation and it seemed like it ended well. And then this person turned around and sent me an email Mm. and it was like paragraphs, (laughs) plural. She wrote it in her journal, sis. She had to let it out. Many paragraphs, (laughs) like an article. And I, I just got to like the eighth paragraph. I was like, yo, I was at that point I had gotten to, I said, you know what, if you want to villainize me in a, in a 12 paragraph email, then baby, I will be <laughs> Ursula. Like, keep singing. Give me your voice. 
<laughs> like, I don't care. Like, you want to villainize me at that point? You are getting on my nerves. Okay, fine. I'll be the bad guy. I don't care. I'm the bitch. It's okay. fine. It's done. Because, you it's know, sometimes you realize some people need that. It's like, all right. Like Chrisette Michelle said, even though she's canceled, <laughs> blame it on me. Canceled. <laughs> Say it's my fault. 86. Blame it on, I will be, listen, I will be that if, you, if that's what you need. If you need it to be like, Kia is the reason why we don't speak. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> I'm all right. Ooh, I'm, it's you know. nothing. Because <laughs> so. at the end of the day, my rent is due by the 10th of every month. And guess who doesn't help me pay? Listen. You- God bless your heart. As much as you, as much as this means to you, it just doesn't mean that much to me. That's it. Like, that's all. And the thing is like, in friendships, if you, you know, friendships that you sincerely and you genuinely care about, you don't ever want to hurt, hurt that person. You know what I'm saying? You don't ever want to be the person who causes any sort of discomfort or pain to a person that you care about. So you are going to feel bad if you ever do anything like that. But then there are other people where it's just like, I just, I can't care any longer about anything that you're saying because you're just making me so tired. Mm -hmm. You're just literally making me so tired. Like, and it doesn't matter what I say to you, you're going to find a new issue. And at that time, it's time to cut it. (laughs) Like, I don't have to, (laughs) like, I don't have anything else for you. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. It's Israel, and it totally happens. It totally happens. That's it. Um, you got any more questions, or is it nah? It's your turn anyway. What ways have you evolved with regard to your friendships over the years? Um, I've tried to evolve in my thinking. You're going to evolve in action anyway. Hopefully, if you grow as a person, but um. Just in my approach and making sure that I constantly check myself and my friendships, like am I being the type of friend that I want to have? Am I being the type of friend that I feel is acceptable? Um, You know, am I truly being a good friend to this person, genuine and sincerely? And so I've just tried to make sure that as as I get older and as I grow, that um, the friendships that I have, I I try to evaluate what they're adding to my life and not in a selfish way. Like you got to give me something from this. It's not anything like that, but are you adding anything to my life? Are you helping me to become a better person? Are you helping me to grow as a person? Are we growing together as people? Um, You know, do I want to be there for you in those times where you need me? Do I want you there in those times when I need somebody, you know what I'm saying? Right. And just really, you know, trying just really evaluating what different people add to my life. So as I get older and I think that way, it helps me to truly cultivate and keep lasting and solid friendships because they're they're starting on a healthy and solid foundation. True. Answer your own question. I will, but real quick, speaking of true, right? Did you know that it was like recently, it was like the 20th anniversary of the Crush on You video? Stop, really? Yes, like somebody had put it on Twitter and I was like, oh my gosh, we must celebrate. But Man, anyway. I feel like just yesterday I got in trouble for singing she's a slut, she's a hoe, she's a freak. Yes, got a different girl every girl, day, every day, week. Crush on You was one of my first singles. singles. I gotta let you know that, hey, yo, shorty, won't you go get Come a bad girl to lead through? I'll be undressed in a bra or see through. 
I was a big Little Kim fan. And I used to, I didn't buy yeah. albums because, you know, Rhonda was not about that. <laughs> but I would <laughs> buy the singles. The little, I would take my little lunch money or whatever dollars I had and buy the little singles for $1.99, whatever. So I remember having a Crush on You single and I remember having the Ladies Night single. It's Ladies Night, oh. what? It must be Andy on the ride. Honey, got the sugar, got the spice. Ooh, I'm so old. I'm dating myself. Oh, my God, we are. Let me oh, answer this, this question. Um, my question is really not that... Uh, I mean, my answer to that question is really not that much different from yours. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think that my thinking has evolved um, with regard to, you know, how I regard friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, I can definitely say that as a young lass <laughs> in high school and even in college a little bit, it was important to me to be like, you know, sociable and liked. And I don't even really think that I ever wanted to be like popular, but you know, mm-hmm. you just wanted the kids to like you. Um, and like associating with people, you know, just because they, you thought, I thought that they were cool or whatever. Um, without really taking the time to get to know them, like who they are, like fundamentally as people. Um, and that that's fine and it works for the time that it works but eventually Mm -hmm. the closer that you get to people the more time that you spend with them uh things about your character start to come out and things about their character start to come out and sometimes those Mm -hmm. things just don't line up not good not bad you know not judging or qualifying those things in any way but just saying there's just times where things don't line up and i think age it's taught me and I've evolved with regard to friendships in that like I'm a lot more cognizant of making sure that I connect with people um, on like, for like, you know, like serious, like mm-hmm. essential, important, <laughs> necessary things. <laughs> like not just because like, oh, yeah, we both, you know, work at this job and we spend a lot of time together because we're here. But. I actually give a crap about who you are and what's going on in your life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. I try, there, there are things, you know, it's just. I'm going to tell you the truth when I think you want some Yes. Like, you know, even when it hurts, even what might hurt your feelings, you know, I think, mm-hmm. and that has, you know, it's superficial surface level friendships have just become less and less the older that I, that I've gotten. And, you know, yeah. I also attribute a lot of that. Like, I know that y'all, you know, be sick of me or whatever, but y'all know, as for me and my niggas, I'm always going to praise the Lord. And as someone who, you know, really tries to have and cultivate a real relationship with God, Jesus Christ, I'm very cognizant. Like I, you know, I don't leave my friendships and relationships out of that. So as I'm checking in with myself, I'm also checking in to make sure that the relationships that I have with people line up with God's standard for me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I don't want to let people who I know would compromise those standards. And I'm not talking about, you know, what people do, like, you know, pe- drinking, smoking. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people who, Clearly. girl, shut up. <laughs> I'm talking about people because, you know, we all do that kind of stuff. I mean, let's mm. just be honest. I'm talking mm. about people who are going to like, you know, see what direction I'm headed in and try to divert me from that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People trying to like stomp or thwart your come up, your glow up. Like if I see you walking mm-hmm. into your purpose and I'm going to be like, ooh, that's going to make everybody like not look at me. Let me just hate on her or something like, you know what I'm saying? Try to right. like talk you out of the things that you're supposed to have. So mm-hmm. I have 
consciously asked God through the challenging friendships that I've had in my life. You know, I say, Lord, I'm tired of fighting with these hoes <laughs> over these things that don't matter. So I just need you to surround me with people who are for me and give me the discernment to say, okay, she's not it. Like, and it don't have to be shady. I can still see her and be like, Hey sis, your shoes are cute, but I'm not going to like spend time with her. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or like spend real time with her. You know what I'm saying? Like I can see her, we can sit around brunch and just ha 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 and key, key, key. But she's not going to be somebody who I call when, you know, I'm having a messed up day and I'm stressed out and I need somebody to encourage my heart. So I think that that has, I can say that I, you know, I used to be like, oh, girl, her shoes are nice. She going to be my friend. Hey, girl, excuse me. Like that used to be, you know, because, you know, you like people who like the stuff that you like. So you would just connect over those kinds of things. But now it's like whether or not we do the same things and like the same things. If I think that you are a good person and you're going to help me be a better Kia and I can help you be a better you, then we're going to be friends. And Mm -hmm. that's people like, you know, when I prayed that prayer. That's how I know it's regardless of like differences that you have with people. You know, you develop close friendships with people who may not come from the same places that you came from. You know what I'm saying? Or had different experiences entirely than you've had. And you learn different things through through them. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Shout out to my friends. I love you guys. I love my friends. Mm -hmm. Like I have my my core group of girlfriends um, and not all of them are like phone people, Crystal, but... Um, <laughs> Don't you call my sis out. Don't you I'm do that. I'm calling your sis out. Take I'm calling back. my sis out. No, I love her. But <laughs> me and Crystal, like, we'll text each other and check on each other. And then we catch up in person. Like, right. we catch up when we hang out. You know what I'm saying? And that's when we... How's everything going? How you feeling? What's going on with this? You know, you can kiki, you can laugh. We can we can lay back, but then we can also have conversations. Like, how you feeling? Like, how are you doing? Um, me and Fran don't sit on the phone, but when we get together, we can run our mouths for hours. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then I have my friends who are long distance and I, I don't have the opportunity to see them the way that I want to, uh, corporate Barbie and, you know, Nikki, Texas hummingbird, mm-hmm. Nikki, like we will get on FaceTime and we'll get on FaceTime and talk to each other's kids mm-hmm. and talk about what's going on in our yes, lives. I saw my niece and my nephew and tonight, both the Nikki FaceTime right. me. I saw my niece, my nieces and my nephew. Shout out to Avery and Micah. I love you guys. Oh my God. I love the babies. <laughs> I love the babies. Nikki FaceTimed me with, um, she t- f- tried to FaceTime me, but I was eating. So I didn't get a chance to answer her, but we will sit on the phone literally for hours and just kind of just catch up. And it's in every different facet. And when I go back and I reflect on those friendships, I feel comfortable in those friendships. I feel comfortable being myself. I feel comfortable being myself with no matter what direction that goes. And when I know I feel like that, that's when I know the friendship is a, is is the right thing for me. <laughs> but we have a couple of emails. Yes. Let's move on over into the honesty box, shall we? Honestly. Truly. Weave. 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 <laughs> weave. Merge. Weave. Stupid. Stupid. I, I don't. I watch the trashiest Instagram videos and internet um filth Mm -hmm. because it entertains me guys listen and i'll reference it often i follow keisha kawar like it entertains me weave weave (laughs) clearly clearly it entertains you sis clearly so jump into the emails girl 
Oh, yeah. Uh, our first email <laughs> comes from Nicole. Okay. Nicole says, hey, Jaden Kia. I just want to start this email off by saying someone who just graduated college this May and is barely even getting close to the G of getting grown. I really enjoy your podcast. Well, thank I look you. forward to it every Tuesday. Yes. And it truly lights up my spirit to know that no matter how old you are, you never have it all figured out. You're damn right. I was writing because I'm currently living in Virginia and have been given the offer to move to Houston, Texas to stay with my aunt and uncle. They have offered their home to me for as long as needed and have been so helpful, giving me job search tips and all types of things. While I was hesitant at first, I've decided to go because I have nothing keeping me in my current city. No serious job, no commitment, and my lease will be up. God has put a burning spirit inside of me, saying I need to go and I have to follow it. It's also a great opportunity to save these coins. I, I know that's right. I've been paying for most of all my necessities since getting to school, including rent, and I know this move will help me be in a more stable place fiscally without having to live paycheck to paycheck. The only hang-up is I'm truly going to miss my friends. I have a few very close friends who I've gotten very, very close with in the past five years, although I have known many of them since before that and throughout college. They were like my family. Yet they all have big girl jobs, serious partners, and are living their own lives, and I can't stay out of complacency and fear when God has put in my spirit that I need to move. My main worry about moving is how do you make friends once you're grown? I really enjoy my own company. Um, but at the same time, I truly enjoy and love the company of others, but I'm very nervous about the part of moving. It may be a little childish, but I also had trouble making solid friends as a child. So I'm worried that as an adult, this could happen as well. So any tips on making new friends and staying connected with old ones as you go through adult tips would be life. Thanks for reading this. And once again, I want to say, keep doing what y'all do. I love you both like play cousins. Love, Nicole. Um, similarly, we got an email um, from uh, Victoria who asked, the, uh, um, sorry, she says, I don't know how to make friends as an adult. It's funny how as a child, you can have the same color shirt as someone and you have an instant BFF, not so much as an adult, um, it seems like you two have a very supportive and inclusive circle of friends. Um, you all come from different places, so I'm interested to know how you all became friends. More importantly, how do you make new friends as an adult? I'm a 35-year-old married mother of two. I find that my new friends consist of spouses, uh, my husband's friends, and mothers of my kids' friends. No matter how often we hang out, I can't <coughs> seem to form those close lasting friendships, you know, those friendships where you can go on trips together, call at any hour and vent in a judgment free zone and then receive honest and helpful advice. How sway. Thanks in advance, <laughs> Victoria. So I guess we decided to read these two emails together because they were basically asking the same question, but from two different perspectives. So is there one yeah. that you want? Do you have any like general comments for the both of them? And then we can maybe get more specific. Uh, Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> sure. <laughs> so, uh, both of you are asking how you can make friends as an adult. One thing that I, one thing that I, I really like about being an adult, um, cause Victoria brought out how as a kid, like you can have the same color shirt and then all of a sudden you guys are best friends. And it's true. Cause I feel like every time we take Noah somewhere new with kids, it's like she has a new best friend and she's calling them her best friend for the day. And then she thinks about them one more day and then she forgets about them. So, um, but one thing I really love as an adult is the fact that as you become more comfortable with yourself as a person, um, 
and you do focus on having those lasting and, and those and those valuable friendships, you find that a lot of you may be similar, but you may be very different as well. But you appreciate those differences in each other. And I think that um, in 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 these like both of you in these different places in your life, but asking the same question. Um, I don't know how to tell you how to make friends, but I know that it doesn't have to be somebody who's similar to you. So you have the mom, right? Mm-hmm. You ain't got to be friends with them kids' mothers. Mm-hmm. If they're whack, they're whack. Like, I don't want to be friends with every kid's mother that I meet. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, and sometimes you have friends and they have a child and the child is awful, but you still <laughs> are friends with the person. <laughs> Won't you answer to someone who hurt you? I think that... <laughs> Um, I mean, it's kind of hard because I don't know that there are surefire ways that you'll just go out and meet friends because there, it depends on a lot of different factors. Like it depends on, you know, the person, it depends on the mood that they're in that day. It depends on the mood that you're in that day. It depends on lots of different things. And I'm of the belief that when you, you know, a lot of times these, these things happen when we're not thinking about it, like, you know, like I never, um, I'm thinking about people like Asante and Fury and Dustin and, you know, like, like these are not people who I saw one day and said, I'm going to be their friends. Like it's just, right. it's just kind of right. like, you know, out of, you know, even, you know, XC, like, mm-hmm. you know, you just start talking and, you know, from there, you know, Things just kind of develop. I do think that, you know, it's being open and being conscious and aware of yourself within the surroundings that you're in. Um, as somebody who moved to a new city and not didn't know anyone, I will say that, like, you know, working on and it's hard for me because, you know, I don't really make it a practice to talk to strangers. But I yeah. do. Um, I recognize that, you know. You know, people, we're as people, we are born to relate to one another. So there are times and in different spaces where, you know, you just kind of come across people and you have to be open to those kind of things. So when I moved to where I moved to, I met a lot of people at church and it wasn't just going to church and sitting down and leaving. But it was when I became involved in things at church, when I decided to join the choir and like different ministries and do different things, Um, going to the gym, you know, a lot of times it's not that I said I'm going to talk to her, but sometimes I'll just be talking. Like I can remember being in a gym class or, you know, working with a trainer and being like, this nigga is crazy. And somebody would be like, yeah, girl. And then the next thing you know, we talking <laughs> like, you right. know, so, you know, working at conferences and women love compliments. I'm not telling you to just go around and make creepy compliments to people, but you know, no. like just things to break the ice. You know what I'm saying? Like Keisha and I, I always say when I, when I, I, um, at Keisha's bridal shower, we all had to go around and kind of talk about how our friendships developed because, you know, those are the kinds of hokey things that we have to do with Keisha. <laughs> Love you, sis. Anyway, so I remember Keisha saying at her, right. She's such a Pinterest friend, right? Like, <laughs> I found this on Pinterest. Let's do this. Okay. Love you, sis. Anyway. <laughs> So I remember saying at Keisha's shower that Keisha and I met over pretty things because we saw one another like she was serving at church and I was serving at church and we would see each other in different spaces. <laughs> and I would be like, oh, that's a nice dress. And oh, those are some nice shoes. Like we would see each other and be complimenting each other from afar. Um, but, you know, one day we just decided to compliment 
each other like when we passed like hey girl you know I love that and from then you know we just started speaking more and more and then you want to come with me here you want to go with me there so those kind of things just kind of mm-hmm. flourished and developed and um you know I think you know that's just I don't know I don't know if that's helpful or not but I think that just being not stressing out about it but being conscious of it and just being open to letting those kind of things develop as they develop is is I think that's the advice I would give if that's good advice. And also being natural, like don't try to force right. it. When you try to force it, that's when you start to push people away. And anything that's forced and doesn't feel natural, it's just, it, it ain't never going to fit right. Organic. So you have to make sure you are, yeah, you have to make sure that you're forming organic relationships, that they're really coming. From. Like I met Kia at Bobby's apartment. Oh my god! And I didn't look at her and say, I'm going to be besties with that girl with that silky ponytail you want to hear the story of how jade and i met this is just so true to how our friendship is is actually (laughs) you remember sis well you know i um i do remember parts of the evening but you go ahead and relay that to the people so jade was sitting at bobby's house in the living room she was rolling a blunt (laughs) 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 right Okay, just wait. So I'm sitting on the couch at Bobby's house. I get up to go to the kitchen for one reason or another, right? So when Jay came, I don't remember who you came with, but you came from Brooklyn. We were sitting there by myself. We were came. I don't know why. What we were or talking maybe about? Sorry, maybe it was XD. I don't remember. But um, I got up to do something, and Jay says, "Oh my gosh, her butt is bigger than mine." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" <laughs> like. We had spoken, like, I was like, hey, girl, how you doing? Nice to meet you. But we we didn't have any conversation at that point. And I was like, oh, no, sis, it's not. Like, and we kind of went back and forth, like, girl, your butt is, and I'm like, no. And I remember I had on, like, a, a dress. It was like a tube top dress. Yes. And I had on some boy shorts. And when I tell you that I lifted my dress. <laughs> yes, she did. I said, girl, I have the receipts. Cheeks. Cheeks. <laughs> I have the receipts, and I am willing to show anyone in this room that your tail is in fact the biggest tail in this apartment at this present time. And I was right. Thank you. You were only proven right years later. What? We were at Keisha's house. No, no, no. We were at Keisha's house with that measuring tape because Keisha also is dragging a wagon. But wait a second. I would like the record to reflect that the consensus in the room on that day (laughs) actually confirmed my initial position that my behind is not as big as yours. Thank you. You can continue. Yeah. But that's how yeah. we met, guys. Stop this. Let me slam the gavel. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh. And then from then it was just like, oh, yeah, that's Jade. Like, it was like we were just good buddies after that. After that. We were. We were just. After she. And then we would do these stupid accents and. Um, <laughs> We just became sisters. I forgot about those. But yes. So yeah, that's how. Like we actually got, she got up from her seat and we had a side-by-side comparisons of our behinds. Anybody with a butt, like, is comparable to mine. And I'm calling it out. Listen. <laughs> I'm calling it out. It is quite a sight. Let me turn around. I said, Fred, damn, Fred. <laughs> you dragging all of that no, Fred. No, I'm like, people who have big butts, we tend to be drawn to other people who have big butts. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. be like, because I'm like, oh, you feel all that heaviness, too? I celebrate you, sis. You yes. get this struggle. You understand. I'm your sis in the lower back pain. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's how we met. So yeah, 
we say that to say that your friendships will develop <laughs> as there's no rhyme or reason. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. they will develop in the most random ways. So you should just be open to that. And I hope that that's helpful. Um, go places where and do things that you like to do and be seen enjoying yourself and people yes. will gravitate towards you. I think that's Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And that's the both of you. And you know what? The one with the child, the mother with the children, Victoria, you may meet a mother. Like, so I met this mother recently when we went to go do some school stuff and she was cool. She was real cool. And so I, you know, I hinted to her. I was just like, you know, I'm not uptight. Like I like to relax girl. I was like, and I don't need any judgmental (laughs) mothers around me. Um, I'm not getting ready to relax around my child, but you know what I'm saying. And she was like, oh, I'm right here with you. (laughs) (laughs) And they came over and brought a whole bunch of beer and it was cool. And the kids played and it was one of those things where they linked up. And then you got some other mothers and they have you rolling your eyes all the way to the back of your head. You ain't got to be friends with them. But I agree with Kia. You just have to let things form organically. After we met, we compared butts. We walked to Popeyes. It was a match made in it heaven. It was. That's it was exactly right. You know, I forgot about heaven. that. It was like, like we need yeah. some chicken. You want to go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we walked up the block to Popeyes. That's exactly like, what happened. Oh, so good times. Your friendships always form in a way where they come from a supernatural place, almost to the point where sometimes you can't even remember how you became friends because that's how natural it is. Right. I deserve It's time for Black Women's Self-Care. I deserve Sing Mama Deborah. (laughs) That old pain and tortured run. You better sing. Yo, out on the concrete in the park on the street, singing in my bedazzled outfit down just like an ice cream truck. That's how she looked. I love Mama D. So much. She's crazy as cat shit. Anyway, black woman self-care, what you do? Sis, I got a trainer. Yes. I don't know that I like him right now. <laughs> Fair. Uh, you know, you know how that relationship is. It's just like, uh, you know, I don't know if you're supposed to like your trainer. I've never really had a trainer before. This is a new experience for me. But as someone who have, I have an autoimmune condition, I don't know if I've shared this before, but I have rheumatoid arthritis. Mm-hmm. Um, it influences my joints, uh, most specifically in my wrist and hands, mm-hmm. which makes um, certain exercises challenging for me. Like I can't really do push-ups or do anything where all of my, where I have to kind of like hold like pull-ups. Anything where I have to like hold my body weight on my wrist is a Mm -hmm. no-go. So I have been having some challenges trying to get this dissertation weight um, and the grief weight and all the things that I've that I've uh, using as an excuse for eating everything that I could find um, (laughs) over these last few months. I'm trying to get all that under control. Um, and I've been working with a trainer and just trying to get educated about what exercises I can do to get the results that I want to get. And I've been working him, working with him for just under three weeks now. And I mean, I definitely can see a difference in myself in terms of like uh, endurance. I don't know that I see any difference in like my body, but I feel better. And I don't really like to work out. So this has just been a process for me. But I'm really trying to just see it through to the end um, of my package. And that's that's uh, 
that's what I'm doing to take care of myself as a black woman. What about you? <laughs> a black woman. That's dope. I'm happy for you. Thanks, Trainers girl. are like, you're going to really love him when you're able to wear one of those really body fashion over sweatsuits. Well, you know, that's my goal. I feel like my time clock is running low. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the, yeah. my the statute of limitations as far as my capacity to dress like a thought. I oh, feel like yeah. that's all running down because I'm getting up there in age. So yeah. I got to run. I got to run with the thought while I still got time. So I think I, I need to lose about seven more pounds or so so i can oh, fully nice. stand in you know you seven. know if you add like a zero to that that's about <laughs> no. What I have to lose. no i think i would like <laughs> to lose because i don't want to be too small because you know no no nobody has time for losing all of her lady lumps i just want to i don't want to hold my stomach in anymore and i would like my behind to stand tall for jesus that's all that's right i can't be shaking like yeah, I want it to be firm, video. like a yes. tree planted by the rivers of the waters. <laughs> Sitting <laughs> by the sun. <laughs> Shut up, girl. What are you doing? Black women self-care. I took a nap. Oh, that's amazing. Naps, naps are of God. Listen, it was last week, but and it was actually before we recorded Getting Grown. Oh, yes, let she me did. Tell all about this mm-hmm. nap. And, and the reason this is black women self-care is because I don't sleep. I'm literally a vampire. Mm-mm. I'm running off of something. I don't know what it I is, come but I don't that. sleep. I don't receive I that. just don't have time. I got mad shit to do. Like it's 1258. We're still recording and I still Help have things us, to do once we get finished. So tired. So I took a nap. I like last week I was like, I have to take a nap before we record. Like it is what it is. Like I've got to do this. I don't care what has to be done. This has to be done. So I laid down and my plan was to get up in like 40 minutes. I always set alarms. <clears throat> I'm a snoozer, but I definitely set alarms. I'm one of those people with like 30 alarms. When I tell you I woke up at 948. Mm, mm, mm. And I'm just sitting over at the house like, uh, is we recording tonight or not? We technically are supposed to like get together at 930. That rarely happens, but... Um, I looked at that clock and saw 948 and it was one of those sleeps where you jump up, you got drool and you're like confused for a second, <laughs> but I slept for two hours, two hours. I took a two hour nap. I, I can't even tell you the last time I did that or the next time. Mm-hmm. So that's my black woman self care. Naps are amazing. Mm, I love them. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. Petty. I'm so petty. I'm too petty. Somebody help me. My neck hurt. My chain heavy. Petty. I'm too petty. (laughs) I won't let it. (laughs) You enjoyed that way too much. I love Gucci. I see. I definitely remix that again. The Gucci. Um. Petty P. Oh, have, do you ever listen to, I don't really feel like you've ever listened to Gucci Mane album, but mm, no. I don't want to judge. So there's this, I'm going to play this for you one day. So Gucci got an entire like, like symphony, choir, orchestra, whatever. And he had them sing at the beginning of this album. <clears throat> and it was an entire choir and it goes, Gucci, Gucci, oh, 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 oh,
Anyway, <laughs> um, so I'm going to play that for you one day because right. I love it. It makes me happy. I'm and it brings looking me joy. forward to it. <laughs> yes, I am. I love Gucci Mane. So anyway, uh, petty peeves this week. My petty peeve. Um, it's along the same vein of a petty peeve that I did a few episodes ago where this man said this awful, uh, pickup line where he was like, you married to the game. But anyway, <laughs> so I'm in the bodega the other day, you know, minding my business. And this man walks in with his daughter and his daughter was probably somewhere around 11 or 12. So he looks at me and he goes, hello, princess. Oh my God. So of course I stop. I'm like, well, he must be talking to his daughter, but I don't understand why he's greeting her and they came in together. This makes no sense to me. So then I continue to mind my business and it, good day, princess. <laughs> so I looked at him. I said, sir, I'm a grown woman. <laughs> was like, I am a queen. Let's be very clear. Come here. on. I was like, but what you need to be focused on is the princess on your arm. I was like, and you know what? She's not a princess either. She's a queen. I was like, don't be worried about who's out in these streets right now. You need to worry about who's right next to you. And don't be trying to holler at women. We've got your daughter by your side. Come on, nigga, have some dignity. <laughs> you don't want nobody trying to holler at your daughter later on like that. Like, why would you do that? So that's my petty peeve. And I turned to the little girl and I was like, you're our queen. I was like, don't let your daddy call nobody else a princess. I was like, you are important. <laughs> I left the bodega with my business. You better encourage that, you little girl. Hell yeah, because her daddy's raggedy. She ain't about to be looking at women in these streets like they out here trifling because her daddy out here being trifling. It's very important. We don't condone. What's your petty peeve? My says? petty peeve, my major beef today is with Mother Nature. <laughs> Seems like this is ongoing. It's like Peter and the chicken. I just, I'm upset with mosquitoes. Oh, yes. I don't know what their fascination is with me and my skin. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I just want them to go. Um, I don't think that it's fair that I, I don't know. I think I'm just more sensitive. Like, you know, I used, and I, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, but I feel like when I was younger, I would be like, you know, living my life and I'd be like, Oh, I got a mosquito bite. Oh, okay. Now mm -hmm. I feel like I can actually feel them little niggas biting me as they bite me. Yeah. And then I literally watch. I don't know if these mosquitoes is out here eating like, you know, you know. Oh, no, they're eating like KFC. They must be eating something because they are just mammoth and they're mm -hmm. like, I feel like I should not feel a mosquito, mosquito biting me. <laughs> mosquito? Yes. A mosquito biting me. Like, uh, like, like it actually feels like a, a dog or a person or yeah. somebody literally like a wasp. Like it's not, it's not, it's not right. I don't know if, me, if we can blame like pesticides. They're out here eating this chicken. It's that's the chicken. I don't believe that mosquitoes are eating chicken, but if it's they are, why would they eat chicken after eat chicken, but don't eat me? This is what I'm saying. Like, I don't. Because they eat in the one with the steroids. It's making them big. Just like these uh, eighth graders that are out here looking like uh child. Breast. Let me tell you something. Breast. I was watching my friend Snaps. I don't know if it's a... Well, hey, Tracy. Um, I was watching Tracy Snaps and she was at her cousin's eighth grade graduation party. And she was just mm -hmm. like taking snaps of the children. Of mm -hmm. course, not anything where they would be like really identified. Like, like their bodies from mm -hmm. a distance. Like their... 
silhouettes, shall I say. But when I tell you that these girls is out here big, like, Sis. not even like chubby, because, you know, I've never been a small child, but I just feel like not no. only big, but bodied and like just Curved. all their jiggly bits hanging out. I just can't. <laughs> it was so much. I was like, I don't know if I have a daughter, she will be vegan because there's something going on in this food. Yeah, and all know. of these people are just, oh, they're right. just over, just overdeveloped, overdeveloped. And the problem too, is that it's like, okay, so it's, this is really touchy. I'm trying to figure out how to poach this without sounding like I'm victim blaming because I'm not. But it's real difficult. Mothers. All right. I'm talking to y'all. I'm talking to y'all. No Chris Brown. So Ew. mothers. I know because you know his mother's not one. That's so, it. But we're going <laughs> to talk about her one day because I have a word for her. God bless her yeah, heart. I have a few of them. I have a few of them. No, not. No, 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 no. Don't bless her heart. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, mothers. Y'all, listen, I get it. We live in a different time. It's YouTube, you know, you want to teach, you want to teach people how to do things themselves, so forth and so on. You want to develop a, a craft, a hobby, a skill, whatever. But when you got your, 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 your daughters out here eating this chicken and drinking this milk and then like beating their faces listen. and then like buying Fashion Nova outfits. And then going out in these streets, listen, and these disgusting, already perverted, grown men, like, listen. are you know, think it's okay for them to be able to approach them? No, that does not make it okay. They need to control themselves. So that's why I want to be very clear that I'm not victim blaming. However, you gotta like, I'm just a huge fan of letting girls grow up, Bruh. like, in how, the way that they're supposed to. You know what I'm saying? Like, take your time and don't rush. All, for these things. All the little ones at church be so sick of me because I'd be like, hey, boo, how old are you? She'd be like 12. I'd be like, well, what's wrong with being 12 then? Because you over there in this wooby <laughs> woo and these four inch heels. So I'm yeah. trying to figure out what's really happening. And again, I don't, I'm not a parent. I don't have any children. I don't want to, I'm not judging from a place because I don't know what it's like, but I, I think, I don't know. It just, it unsettles me, I have to say. Um, yeah, no. Because these, hey. like you said, these girls is out here. I was looking on Facebook and, you know, some of the people who I went to high school with, their kids are going to eighth grade dances. And, you know, there's some who are out here looking like sixth, seventh and eighth graders. And there's others who are out here in full gowns <laughs> with, with splits and cl like cleavage. boobs. I'm just like, oh. Uh, but you're 12 though yeah like why does your dress come down in your navel i don't understand like i don't know i mean i think like it's prom and you look like jennifer lopez i'm not <laughs> understanding I why just, this is okay it's a lot i mean we talked about this last week was it last week we were talking about the impression but i don't know i think it's a big difference when and uh and we were in school we were trying to keep up with the joneses and I think now with the advent of social media, people is trying to keep yeah. up with like the Kardashians. Yeah. <laughs> like the billionaires, <laughs> like people who are filthy rich and celebrities and can afford these kinds of things. And that's why you got like yep. people is renting Lamborghinis for prom. And it's like, mm, but y'all stay in. The yeah, I was perfectly fine with showing up in a Cadillac. Listen, it, with like 16 of my friends like <laughs> in the stretch navigator or something like with. 
hey guys, we're going to prom. It's going to be great. America. It was absolutely fine Listen. to show up at the prom in the Cadillac. Like I don't need, I didn't, and not saying I'm not trying to knock these teenagers. If they are, if they have access to more than we have access to, then cool. But it's just the way that I like to see different cultures and different races and different types of people. I like to see different age groups. Yeah. <laughs> I like to see children be children. I like to see, um, at, you know, preteens and teenagers be awkward. And then I like to see them grow gracefully into adulthood. But like, I don't want to look at you and, you know, you had pigtails and then the next day, like you got your whole ass out. Like, I just don't want to, I just, it's shocking for me. It's like cold water. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, it's like, I just, I wish that we could just all just kind of just be just take a step okay back. with where we are in life. Yeah. And I, I don't want to sound will. like the old, I, I'll be like, <laughs> these kids be like, y'all sound like two old women all the time. And I'll be like, well, no, cause I don't want you to wear stockings. Like, I don't, like, I don't think you need to wear a slip. No, that's I understand the saying. benefits of a slip, but like, <laughs> no, we're not like that. <laughs> we're not like that at all, but we just want to see you. Like, we don't want to see y'all don't have to be that way. It's not fun to be grown. Some fun. things are fun. I'm just saying, appreciate where you are. Yeah, oh, baby. If I could go back to that twin bed in Rhonda's house, <laughs> where where I had where my only concern was what I was going to have for lunch the next day, whether it was going to be like a cold sandwich or a cheeseburger and fries, like that was literally what I went to bed thinking about. Like, I wonder what I'm going to have for lunch tomorrow, because those were the things that I was worried about. And now I'm to do, yeah, like I can't. Shout you know. If I could go like back. my to do list consisted of like learning the lyrics to the ghetto twins responsibility. Like that was, you know what I'm saying? Make sure I spelled Splacavelli right. <laughs> like that was my to do list. That is not my to do list now. Now I'm up until three o'clock in the morning crying inside because I want to go to bed. <laughs> and I can't because I have I things can't. to do and bills to pay. I will tell you this, sis, with the mosquitoes, because Noah is, I think, I don't know if she's allergic or if it really is like these X-Men mosquitoes, um, but she, they are biting her, like, like she'll have like four on her forehead. She'll have one on her ear, two behind, uh, behind her ears, it'll be on her neck, her toes, her finger. Like she's getting bit everywhere. So I made a mosquito repellent. Of course you did. mosquito repellent. Of course you did. For every ounce of water, guys, use distilled water. For every ounce of water, use five drops of tea tree oil, five drops of lavender oil, and five drops of peppermint oil. Shake it up, put it in a, in a spray bottle, and use that to guard against mosquitoes. It works, and it's all natural, and it's it's good. And tea tree oil is good for treating mosquito bites. Thank you, Trap Martha Stewart. <laughs> hey, hey. Um, thank you for listening to another episode of Getting Grown. Uh, listening to us ramble and rant because we are exhausted. Oh man, it's bad. We appreciate you all immensely. Uh, your support every week. The gro- the show is growing, and we really, really, really um are super humbled by it, and and super grateful, super gracious. So. Continue to listen, continue to spread the word, um, continue to email. If you have kitchen table talk suggestions, things you want to talk about, things you want us to talk about at the kitchen table, make sure you send that to getting grown podcast at gmail.com. 
Sis, do you have any announcements? I don't. Um, I will say, though, uh, thank you to everyone who has sent us emails. We get a whole bunch of them. And we while we may not be able to read everyone on the air or respond to each one uh, individually, I really we really do try to craft the discussions, whether it be kitchen table talk um, or any segment to kind of meet the needs of the things that you guys are talking about in your emails. Um, we we are trying to get get to those honesty box questions and we are collecting all of your petty peeves for our petty parade, which we are working on putting together for you really soon. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and keeping it locked into getting grown every Tuesday. Shout out to our producer Asante. We love you. Um, love you. And yeah. What about your friends? I love all my friends. Listen, friends, if I fail to say your name, I, I, I can see the people who are going to be like, you ain't mentioning me. And I can jam out. You know that I love you down. Friends. You know who you, you know who you are. Right. <laughs> What's understood doesn't have to be explained. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> so like. That's one of the Instagram quotes where they be looking at the ground. <laughs> Shut up. That's it's one of the things that your situationship will say to you when he don't, oh, don't want to claim you in the street. Ugh. Yeah. Or like, yeah, he doesn't want to post you on his Instagram. So he says that to you. It's understood. It doesn't have to be explained. You're like, yeah, you're right. Um, the more you know. All right. So yeah, make sure go you're to using bed. your jojoba oil, tone your skin, drink your water. Yeah. yeah, yeah, moisturize your situation because your black will definitely crack if it's dry. Good night, y'all. Well, good, good day. Night. Well, y'all going whenever you listen to it. Bye. <laughs> good night. Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa wherever you get your podcasts.